greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for four great services, 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. At The Good Land, Ifako Bus Stop, Owaranshoki Obutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo David. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080. Global Impact Church. Think great. I want to just, you know, use uh, today to reinforce the fact that God is a lot about fruitfulness. Now, when I say fruitfulness, uh, in the context of this month, about productivity, there is no future for the lazy man. And we must be aware not to allow excuses and theories and stories uh, to, to drown uh, our productivity. The, we, we've got to wake up. And as we prepare for next year, everyone must find uh, themselves productive. And as we get into that, we, we, I notice that God will pick it up from there and then begin to place you in those things that you truly desire. But you must get to doing something first. Now, we look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, and we find that that's, that statement, that ideology, has been there from God. When he made man and, you know, man and uh, woman, and he was blessing them, the very first thing that came from him, he says, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, agree, ag- agreed. Inside of fruitfulness is uh, birth, you know, um, reproduction. But you, you find that it's more than that. It says, fill the earth, subdue it, have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the uh, birds of the air, and every uh, living thing that moves on the earth. One part, one version says, you know, replenish the earth. So, subduing the earth is like go and take charge. If I one version says, uh, he blessed them, he said be fruitful and multiply and take charge. So take charge, you have your portion of the charge. Someone is in engineering, someone is in selling of shoes, whatever area you must be productive on the earth. Praise the Lord. In John chapter 15, verse 2, you also find Jesus talking about fruitfulness. God wants us productive. Even as Christians, he doesn't want us to be barren in terms of touching other lives, blessing other people. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, what does he do? It takes away. It's like, I don't like it. God focuses on the fruitful. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit and that got my attention when he says that every branch that bears fruit that means you don't have to be perfect to be to be fruitful and productive and that's the excuse that some people have i i, I want to do my master's degree i want to get that letter from them i want to make sure they engage me first and people keep making excuses and not doing anything he says anyone that I see that is fruitful, I will prune. Now, that word prune uh, needs to be dissected a bit. Pruning talks about um, removing dead or overgrown parts of a plant so that the plant can be more fruitful. 
when they, when, when they, when they look at a, a, a tree or a, a plantation and they want it to bear more fruit, they look at, okay, this branch is overgrown and the way it is, it's going to affect the tree from being productive. So they trim it. Or they look at some part of the, of the tree that is dead, that is not useful. They cut it out so that the, uh, the plant can have some breathing space to produce fruit. So in the context of that verse, can we have that verse on screen? Uh, it says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, that the moment I see that this individual is focused on productivity or is productive, I will now commit to working on the person. Any dead part, anything that like I feel is hindering the person from producing more fruit, I begin to work with the person to move it out so that that person can be more fruitful. So it's not, you don't have to wait for perfect situations to be productive. I know that it's a particular kind of business you like to do. I know that's a particular kind of job you like to do. But scripture says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Where you are, start where you are, and then God will meet you there and then begin to work on you, begin to give you new connections, begin to give you extra favor, and suddenly you see yourself begin to move in the direction that you really desire. Praise the Lord. Don't sponsor the lazy. It will wreck your finances. There's this scripture that I think would help us uh, before we get there, let's look at the attitude of Jesus in Mark chapter 11. I was stunned to see the reaction of Jesus to the fig tree. It's a story we, we are all familiar with. You know, I, I said, this fruitful thing, it's like God really, God really, really is about it. And I now began to look at myself as a father and then as a son to my own parents. I realized that after many years of investment in, in the people, in a, in a person, you are looking for fruits. It's in it. So you find parents, they send, okay, primary school, okay, secondary school, okay, we struggle, go to polytechnic or university or whatever training. After a while, there is this instinct that demands for fruits. That after all this effort, oh yeah, what is the return? You know, something happened when I left university, I was the best in class, and I knew I had a calling to ministry, and so they noticed that I was oscillating between getting a job or starting a church. And then my, my parents began to react. The reaction was based on, after all our investment, go and work. Like, bring money home. We are not sure about that ministry one. But this one, go and pay back our investment. I could see it. But thank God, because I had to encourage them that it's to work out, have a calling, I can't run away from it, blah, blah, blah. And then thank God, God began to bless the work. There's something about fruits in us, and we are like God. And I'm saying that now in the context of as a pastor of the church. I, I mentioned that to one of our midweek services recently, that even your pastor is looking for fruits in your life. I mean, thank God for church services like this. You come every Sunday, midweek services, uh, anointing services. You hear a lot of wisdom. After a while, I am looking for fruits. In our own context, it's called testimonies. That after all, you have been taught. After all, the prophesying, After all, the lessons. You go out into your business world, your marriage. I want to see fruits. That is the joy of any investor. Not stories. I may not demand fruits from someone that joined the church last month. You understand? But you've been here for five years, ten years. You've been hearing certain messages, you know, and you have been blessed in a particular way. Somehow, 
you are looking for fruit. So when somebody comes and shares a testimony, there is this jubilation in my heart as a father. Wow, this person has put the thing to work and is working. Part of the uh, income for a pastor is testimonies from the life of the people. That it's not, I'm not fake. That the principles I'm teaching them is working for them in the city or in the field. So you're not here to be marking time. Glory to God. And that's why you must take whatever you're learning serious. Because somehow, I may not ask you directly that fruits, <laughs> testimony from your business. But you should have it in your heart. That, ah, if truly I'm listening, if truly I'm learning and applying, then it must show up in my business, show up in my life. One of the pains and frustrations of a pastor is when someone has been taught for like four or five years and then he comes to talk to you about a challenge. I mean, people go through challenges. It's normal. And it's, it's not wrong for you to share your challenge with pastors or with anyone. But it becomes frustrating where the thing you are talking about is what they've been talking to you about for five years. That were you deaf? Were you ever learning? Did you apply what you were taught? So you find that even in family settings, after a while, parents unconsciously gravitate towards the fruitful child. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? It's not that um, uh, I'm just trying to help you see realities of life. That after we have done all this uh, investment, wahala, and out of all these ten children, somehow it's it's not that they are bad. It's it's in it. It's like God. They begin to gravitate towards the one that is fruitful. Fruitful that all my efforts is not a waste. And i like you to be part of the fruit because if you are not fruitful, you'll be jealous. You'll be reacting that, eh, they don't call me. They only call brother so-and-so or so-and-so. What is it? Is it because she's a banker? Yes, it's because she's a banker and she's earning. That you that went to study food engineering, what have you done? Praise the Lord. Mark 11 verse 12. And on the morrow, and on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was... Hungry. Mark 11 verse 12. Jesus was hungry. Okay. And look at this verse 13. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves. He saw the fig tree. He came. If happily he might what? Find anything on it. You know. He wanted to eat fruits. And when he came to it. He found nothing but what? Leaves there for me means stories. Stories upon stories. Uh, I went there uh, since January. I've been calling them. When you are calling them since January, by 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 um, uh, by April, shouldn't you think of doing something else? And you're still calling them from till now. I'm still calling, I'm still waiting for them, and you're just there languishing. That's irresponsible. Jesus was expecting to see uh, fruits on this tree, and now look at this. He found nothing. And look look at this tree. This tree is not guilty. Verse. 13, for the time of figs was what? Not yet. It wasn't really the season for the fig tree to produce. But there's something about fruits that touches the master. And verse 14 says, and Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. It's like, he just cursed it away with you. You're just having leaves, stories. I thought I would be able to enjoy fruits from you. And somebody said, if Jesus himself can react to fruits like that, then we've got to brace up. And that, that, that is not the time for, for figs, and yet it's producing fruit. I mean, it was reacting to it. How much more if it was the time for fruitfulness, and then there were no fruits on it? You will be fruitful. 
Come on, say I'm fruitful. I am productive. You've got to wake up. One of, our, one of the pastors that served with us, she, she, she does training for schools. She drives Uber now. I, I mean, I was telling her, don't do it. She said she likes it. And she was telling me how much she makes per day at times. So wow. As somebody will be saying, I have certificate, certificate, I'm, I'm, I'm begging everybody all around town. In fact, because she's a lady, and when she drives it, when she takes anybody on the island, they are so fascinated, they pay her like times five. Something of 2,000, just take 10,000, ma. I, I appreciate you. There is no future for the lazy man or lazy woman. Everyone should brace up. Stop, stop allowing excuses to drown your potential. Let me show you this story. Uh, many of us are aware of the story, uh, I mean, maybe vaguely, the story of Jesus giving um, people talents, right? Um, Psalm 1, 5, 1, 2. We're going to read it from a particular version so that because of time. Um, Mark, Mark, Matthew, is it Matthew? Matthew 25. You guys go to MSG straight. We'll read from MSG and ERV so that we can just capture what it is to be fruitful. What, what, what can I do? Matthew 25, verse 14. I, I discovered that fruit, uh, productivity itself first is a mindset. It's a mindset that I, I will not be begging. I will try and be a giver self. I want to do something to produce. Now look at this. It says, It's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and did what? Delegated responsibility. To one, he gave how many? $5,000. To another, $2,000. To a third one, to a third one thousand, depending on their what. But the joy is that everybody was giving something. Have you noticed that? Okay. Now, then he left right off. Now, the next uh, verse. The first servant went to work. Tell your neighbor, go and walk. He said the guy went to work. One version says he went and traded, went to work and doubled his master's investment. I realized that when they were giving those things, the master left. So everybody was not left to go and use his initiative, innovation, to work on your talent or your whatever. Take steps. So the guy doubled, but he says, and the first servant went to and doubled his master's investment. The second did the same. But the man with the single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. You're not like that. Next line. After a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled with them. The one given $5,000 showed, showed him how he had what? Doubled his investment. His master Commended him. Good work. You did your job well. From now on, be my. That's the reward of hard work is more work. Or, you know, it increase. Okay, you cannot. I'll give you more. Things. I'm saying this because when somebody is telling you my, my life is not going well, I'm not making progress, blah, blah. Sometimes it's rooted in the fact that the one he gave you to do, you're not doing it well. Now, this guy has been upgraded to say, okay, be my partner. Let's work together. Now, look at the next line. The servant with the 2,000 showed how he also had doubled his master's investment. His master commended him, good work. You did your job well. From now on, be my, be my partner. Okay? Now, the next line. 
Now, the servant giving 1,000 said, how many lines did those people say? The other people? Eh? What line? Yeah, sir, we have gone, we have taken some steps and I've doubled it. Now, look at the guy with 1,000. And you got to ask yourself, am I like this? Am I just telling stories since January? I know the economy is bad. I know the, this regime is not too lucky, <laughs> you know. But beyond that, are you like this? Because some men are like this. Some individuals are like this. You have every excuse in this world to remain where you are. But I learned many years ago that an excuse is not a reason. It's not a real reason. It could be something else. See all the stories. The servant giving 1,000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you. So I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is. Hmm. Safe and sound down to the last cent. 26. Oh. The master was what? Furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to what? I want you to take note of that cautiously. Many people that are lazy, they appear very polite. You know that kind of politeness? I've been trying, I don't want to budge on them. You know those statements? I don't want to disturb the office. I just have tried, you know. They, and they package it. It's laziness. I traveled some uh, days ago. The guy that traveled with me, he said, Pastor, I came to Lagos with just one box. But I had to struggle. I mean, I, I'm going to ask him to share his story, maybe next year. He said, many of the contacts he, had now, he has now, he, when he hears that this particular uh, leader or CEO or whatever company can do something for him, he will package himself and go and meet the person. I, I said, how? Ah, he said, we'll schedule a meeting. When he gets there, he will say, my name is this, oh. I can do this for this company, blah, 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 blah. He said, he will now make sure he adds that I am married with three children. So you will know that I'm not here to play. I have children, and I can do this, sir. He said, many of them, while he's talking to them, he'll be looking at their office and see what needs to be changed. And then when he goes back, when they give another appointment, before this appointment, he will change the thing in the man's office. Do you understand what I mean? Maybe a sofa. Maybe a particular thing. And they said, that man that came that day, is one that said they should put it in the office. I said, just bought it. Ah. So that's how now he was listening to me, all the people he had met, the contact he has made, the multi-millions he has made. So stop the narrative. I don't want to disturb them. You see, sometimes you just, I just want to leave them to decide. What is that? Get back on the verse, please. He says, that's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live what? Not even in your country, oh. if you're in Britain, maybe. You can't be that cautious. It is criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with what? Bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little. You could tell that God wants increase. God wants productivity. Because many of us don't know that side of God. We know about worship. We know about just, oh Lord, I love you. But there's something about replenishing, subduing the earth and productivity. It's after that. That's why the Western world is ever blessed. They are subduing the earth. One version says, subdue the fish 
Turn the fish into fish burger. Turn the meat into corned beef. Take over. Turn the forest into a park. Do something. Don't just leave it the way I gave it to you. This guy came and gave it to him the way he gave it to him. That is anti-God. He gave us trees. But inside the tree is what? Paper, furniture, name it, tissue, toothpick. So go and get it from the tree. But don't come and present the tree back to me that, Lord, I just felt that the tree was too tall. God never gave us kerosene or petrol. He gave us crude oil. And the man began to look into it. So all around us are opportunities that must be exploited. And as you exploit it, that's how money comes in. Now let's, let's look at the next line uh, of that verse. Um, okay, so take the thousand and give it to the one who what? And get rid of this play it. Please. Take note of all these courtiers, places. I don't want anybody to embarrass me. I'm at, my, at 48. I don't want to go to any office. And somebody will be abusing me. Eh? There's nobody that will make money that they won't abuse. Yes or no? So all those ones that you're talking is laziness. He said, and get rid of this plate safe. Who won't go out on a limb? Throw him out, my friend, into outer darkness. You wonder, the language is tough. It appears like the way he spoke to the fig tree and cast the fig tree. 31, if there's any, and when, okay, you can leave this one. Let's go to NIV or ERV, and then we'll pray this morning. ERV from verse 14. You will negotiate, they will abuse you, you will settle, you will, you will, someone, you will talk to somebody, they will say no, you move to the next one. Rest all those cautiously. I don't want, you know, I just, I know God will do it in his time. Yes. But keep putting your effort. We, we, in the second service, we'll be talking about the ant. I, I, I talked about that on Thursday. Have you ever noticed that when an ant is on the move, you can't stop them? When you stand in front of them like this, do they talk to you? What do they do? They just, if you do that this 20 times, you be doing like that until he finds a way. Not that uh, I've called them three times. I don't know what else to do. You know what else to do. Do something else. Find something else to do. You can teach in a school. You can do administration in a school. On your way, God will meet you somewhere, somewhere there. Let's have it on. Uh, if you have ARV, thank you. At the time, God's kingdom also be like a man leaving home to travel another place for a visit. Before he left, he talked with the servants. He told the servants to take care of his things while he was gone. Fifteen. He decided how much each servant would be able to care for. The man gave one, one, uh, one servant five bags of money. He gave another servant two bags. And he gave the third servant one bag. Then he left. 16. The servant who got five bags went quickly. Somebody say quickly. Uh-huh. That's movement. Quickly to invest the money. Those five bags of money earned five more. 16, 17. It was the same with the servant who had two bags. That servant invested the money and earned two more. 18. But the servant who got one bag of money went away and dug a hole in the ground. Then he hid his master's money in the hole. Verse 19. After a long time, the master came home. He asked the servants what they did with his money. 20. The servant who got five bags brought that amount and five more bags of money to the master. The servant said, Master, you trusted me to care for five bags of money. So I used them to do what? Earn five 
more amazing. The master answered, you did right. You are a good servant who can be trusted. You did well with that small amount of money. So I will let you care for much greater things. Come and share my happiness with me. 22. Then the servant who got two bags of money came to the master. The servant said, master, you gave me two bags of money to care for. So I used your two bags to earn two more. The master answered, you did right. You are a good servant who can be trusted. You did well with a small amount of money. So I will let you care for much greater things. Come and share my happiness with me. Verse 24. Then the servant who got one bag of money came to the master. The servant said, Master, I knew you were a very hard man. You know, there are people that complain about their leader. They complain about the government, complain about everything, rather than looking for opportunities. And the pastor did not teach me well. And the, the church did not do this one to me. And my cousin did not help me. My uncle did not send me money. My mother-in-law didn't help me. He was helping me. All those kind of stories. So I know you are a very hard man. You harvest what you did not plant. You gather crops where you did not put any seed. <laughs> so I was afraid. Another reason why people don't do exploit is fear. Okay? I was afraid. I went and hid your money in the ground. Here is the one bag of money you gave me. 26. The master answered, you are a bad. <laughs> that is, all this thing you are saying that looks like you are correct. The summary is you are lazy. And this is some home truth for some individuals in the church this season. No matter all you are saying, eh, entrepreneurs are not surviving very well. There are no soft loans. Eh, this one, this one. I've made contact. Eh, bidi, 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 all those things. You must, um, I mean, I'm not saying you are lazy in that sense, but you must determine to find a way. Like the ant. That, okay, you ask yourself, if I keep saying this thing, is that how I would live for the next 10 years? There must be a better way. There must be a better way. If not, you'll be saying the same story next year. I say, yes, I've done the job. I'm expecting more on this one, and this one, this one. It's the same story. Let's, let's see the verse again, please. He said, you're a bad and lazy servant. You say you knew that I harvest what, what I did not plant, and I gather crops where I did not put any seed, 27. So you should have put my money in the bank. Then when I come home, I will get my money back, and I will also get interest on the money earned. You know why he was saying that? When I gave you the money, let's say I gave you uh, 10,000 naira five years ago. If you give me the same 10,000 naira today, you are giving me less. Is it, not, is it not? The time value of money. So you are bringing home something worse. Because the 10,000 then is, might be like maybe 25,000 now or maybe 15,000. So presenting 10,000 to me that looks like you've done, you've done something, you've not done anything. In fact, you owe me. That's why I said the least you could have done is let this money be producing something extra. After the BSc, after all the trainings, after all the lessons, after all the impartations in church and everything, I want us to embrace a productive life. Somehow it gives you happiness. And that might require everyone here to rethink the way they do their business. Things are changing rapidly globally. Pastor Jide was teaching uh, was it last two Sundays ago. There are some things that used to work that might not work anymore. There was a time in this country where uh, civil servants get their pay regularly, right? But have you noticed that the signs are changing? Some states now where they have not paid them for several months, the earlier some of those civil servants begin to think of something else, the better. The, the better. Instead of saying, okay, they've not paid you for the last three years, it's very painful, but is there any other thing you can do? 
Can you start a new business? Can you do farming and face that all? Or something else. Being productive will require creativity. There must be a way forward. Praise the Lord. Come and say I'm productive. I am fruitful. I have dominion. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads to pray uh, this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for four great services. 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. At The Good Land. Ifako bus stop over on Shoki Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host Yemi and Bimbo David. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080. Global Impact Church. Think Great.